On this episode, Chris and I are chatting with John Tilly from Zon Guru, and we're talking all about what 2022 is going to look like in terms of launching new products and product research and, and what to expect. And this was great, Chris. We had such a good conversation with John, uh, just talking about all of that. Yeah, he's got a unique perspective. He's a, he, he's a seller, uh, but he also created a software tool. And so he's got a different perspective on how, like, what tools sellers need uh, for their product for launch and, and how to scale. And we talk about a few of those in here. Uh, if you haven't checked out Zon Guru, though, uh, I would definitely give it a shot. It's something completely different. And just the UI of all of it and, and the team behind it uh, mm -hmm. seems pretty promising. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we've been playing around with it for a day or two, um, you and I. And love it. Love the lot. Love how they, they do some things different than uh, the other tools. Uh, some of the more intuitive. Uh, so it's great. And John breaks it all down. We sort of lay out a good strategy for what to expect and what to do for launching your product uh, in 2022. All right, let's jump into the interview. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 164 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Uh, today, Chris and I are very excited. We are going to be talking about the future. What is it going to look like to launch products and scale products on Amazon in 2022? And we got the perfect guest, Chris, for this. We yeah. got John Tilly from Zon Guru on with us. What's up, John? What's up? What's up, guys? I'm uh, I'm excited, man. I've I've been following you guys for a while, and it's good to be on the show. And uh, you know, we we obviously airing live, so we can talk about the present right now. We're we're in, sure. we're in building up to the holidays, Thanksgiving next year, yeah. thinking about the future, and uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to talk about Amazon. Yeah, no doubt. And we we met you in person at a meetup in Austin for the first time. It's yeah. great. Time. It, was, it was so fun to meet everybody. Um, saw your presentation. It's great presentation. Uh, but it was really, it was really fun just to be just to chatting and, and talking shop. Um, and, and now we've learned a lot more about you and Zon Guru, uh, and we're excited. Um, uh, so I think before we even jump into all that, for anybody who's listening right now, who doesn't know you or doesn't know, um, Zon Guru, you got the floor for a few minutes. We'd love to hear sort of your background, how you got into the space and all the fun things you're doing over there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take a few minutes on that. I'll be, I'll be quick. Um, but you know, I think the first thing is, is yeah, connecting with you guys in, in Austin. I think it's that, you know, you, you find that as, as an Amazon seller, when you connect with people who are like-minded, who have the same kind of like, uh, passion and focus around Amazon and it, and it is a good space to be in. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've been there and I've been there for a while, similar to you guys. Uh, I went and, uh, launched on Amazon back in, uh, in 20, uh, I think it was 24. 14 or somewhere around there. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But essentially, my background is, um, you know, I was in advertising for, for many years, uh, I think about 13 to 15 years in, in advertising as a kind of account director, uh, some of the blue chip big uh, agencies, and very successful, great career. But I always had that FOMO to, to, uh, to start my own business and uh, had, had kind of come close on a lot of a lot of uh, a, a few times. But I think especially when you're in a big career, making that that massive leap to to something that maybe you need funding for or something like that was was quite a stretch until I ran into Amazon and, and followed that typical path of building a brand uh, while I still had my day gig uh, and launched that and, and was pretty successful with that, which which got me out of my nine to five. You know, that that story of packing up your your bags with a smile on your face and, and leaving the office was, was awesome. I've definitely got that picture still, which is great. Um, so that was back in 2014, 2015. Um, I still have multiple brands that, that I sell on Amazon. Um, but at that time, you know, I saw the opportunity on the services side and, and you know, the gaps around data and, and most importantly, kind of visualizing data from a, from a true business perspective. I think uh, it's even true today. I think uh, data is data, but it's really what you do with that data. How do you make that relevant to solve real problems for Amazon sellers in a timely manner um, so that you can make the right decisions for your business? I think, I think that's where I saw... The opportunity um, and and using some of my 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 kind of skills and experience from from advertising and and some software stuff that we had been doing there um, and applied that to to Zonguru. So that was the start of Zonguru. We now have seventeen different tools 
um, in 10 different marketplaces, mainly North America, Australia, India, and uh, Australia uh, and, and Europe, sorry, is, is the marketplaces uh, we're connected with. Um, and I've just built a, an, an awesome business with an awesome team. Um, from the get-go, we've, we've kind of incentivized our team to also be sellers on Amazon. So we have at least 50% of our, of our team are selling on Amazon or building up to selling. So they, re they truly understand, again, what are the, the problems that we need to solve? How do we visualize that data? How do we make it relevant so that we can really make the right decision and, and move forward with our business? So that's uh, Zongu in a nutshell. I'm uh, based in Los Angeles. Uh, South Africa originally, which is the accents, but uh, it stuck stuck with me. So um, that's that's my story, man. And and just just you know, still very passionate about um, helping people not only launch on Amazon but but scale their business on Amazon and beyond. I think I think is is critical. It's it's an absolutely amazing opportunity for all of us, um, and uh, I still still stand behind it. It's, it's 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 amazing. Well, you're right. It is an amazing opportunity, um, and the story of like you know. You always hear you you feel oh you know you can you can quit your job you can do this but you you can you did it I remember I remember I I quit my job and that's that was a, a great feeling you're like wow I really built something so there is there is that ability to build these uh, you know these businesses that can support you and your family it makes it a lot of fun it makes it fun also to be a part of a community where you get to tell these stories with everybody and talk and go through like the different pitfalls and challenges. Um, and, and one thing that I like, cause Chris and I talk about this a lot. Um, if you're in the space, if you're doing this, if you're doing this daily, you're running your own business, you know how this landscape changes constantly. And there, and if you're in it, you know it and you speak the lingo. And that's why it's, it's intriguing about you incentivizing or encouraging a lot of your employees to work with you to be, uh, to have their own businesses, their own Amazon businesses. I mean, there's got to be so much th that you get out of that. They probably come all the time. This would really help me out. And then you can develop off of that. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And, and I think I think another aspect on that, it's kind of like a, a, a softer, secondary, uh, I guess, selfish uh, value that, that, that I put on myself as a, as a business leader and, and an owner is you know, you get a lot of satisfaction out of the culture you create within your, your company, but more importantly, what value you can give to the people's lives that work for you, right? I, th I think that's, at least in my world, that, that's really important as a business owner. It's like you're literally creating this environment for people to improve their skills and improve their life. Um, and and it's really satisfying to have, you know, coming from someone who's got a little bit more experience in, in life and some of these young people coming to work for you is like, I understand there's a responsibility from 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 my perspective to ensure that people you know they 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 spend their time working for zongu it might be five years it might be more um and and what is that what is that life arc going to be for them right have they got the ability to get in and learn the, and, and improve their skills 100 improve their position improve their pay 100 but you know if they can add that that amazon aspect to their lives and actually build a product-based business that could truly scale their wealth and and financial well-being beyond within Zongru and beyond that's a, that's a really cool place to be and it's and it's saying hey you're doing something amazing with the time that you have on this planet uh one working towards really truly being like financially free and and that opportunity with, with Amazon is is insane so i do get a lot of satisfaction out of not only solving problems for amazon sellers in that space but just giving people the ability to say hey you know i, I support you in your in your in your life growth uh with with Zonguru and hopefully a little bit beyond and hopefully we can we can make an impact there so that that's pretty cool um and i think the other piece uh it, it, to your point is just being part of the community which is which is you know beyond Zonguru, Zonguru's customers right um and and seeing what they do in the space and of course there's always those questions like oh you know is amazon too crazy too much money you know too many brands but every day there's there's new people who who are just crushing it you know i we, we have one guy who's a Zonguru customer um, who we've trained up for for a few years you know i was i was involved with him right on the conception of his product um and that was maybe two and a half years ago and he just sold his brand to one of the aggregators for over a million dollars the kid is 16 years old and you know it's like you, you know race religion you know country 
education level, none of that stuff matters when it comes to Amazon. It's just the ability to be curious, to apply yourself, to learn from the best, to learn from the people that are, you know, information is available at your fingertips and just apply that consistently and you can literally create something amazing. Um, you know, and imagine being 16 years old and selling something for a million bucks. Like, where, where does that put you for the next rest of your life, you know? It's, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. That, that, that kid's probably going to be around and probably have a new product sometime soon. He's going to uh -huh. probably going to see him in the space years from now. Oh, imagine yeah. something, but you got a You got a neat perspective because you were in the physical space, you're doing products and you were launching products on Amazon, but you also created a software platform. So how do those two like overlap? Is there any like similarities, like running a SaaS company versus like a physical products company? Like, uh, did, did you have to take anything that you were doing with Amazon and put it into your, Zonguru like business like is there some overlap there i think the main overlap is is just the, the 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 process that you need to follow in order to scale a business right definitely with with software you know this is the this is the it's a it's a big business um but more importantly you're building it for scalability right and 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 to truly truly grow massively over the next uh few years you know and and what is important in in that is um, the ability to obviously have a vision, but to 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 create SOPs, standard operating procedures for for every aspect of the business, um, so that you know your team members can engage. How do you how do you direct them? How do you how do you create something that can grow beyond you just as an individual? And that's definitely very applicable to to your Amazon business, you know. And, and that's that's kind of taking that step. I think I always say it's like it's. You know, people think it's so hard to launch a product on Amazon, but that's actually one of the, the easiest pieces okay. in, in the in the puzzle because, um, you know, to 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 take something which is a good start, which is maybe launching a product on Amazon, but actually creating into into a brand and something that is a scalable business, um, that takes discipline. That takes a lot of of business knowledge um, and education and and consistent application to your business, and that's what we do um, in, in our software business as well, right? And and um, there's definitely many, many similarities, you know, relying on numbers, um, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and a whole bunch of stuff there. So I, I think that's the, the, the biggest similarity. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point there. It, it is. Uh, and I think it, to touch on that point, that's something that has changed, at least in the Amazon space, the Amazon business state starting it has changed dramatically from when we started. Um, I mean, when we started, uh, you could take your just find a product that's sellable. You could get almost anything. You could throw it up there. You could launch it. Branding was semi important, but not really. Uh, people were just shopping and buying stuff. So, I mean, I remember just I would do this product and then I would do this product. They're not even related. And I would name them different brands. And so but now to be more successful or to be like this 16 year old kid who sold from you really have to do a lot more than just launch products and scale them. You have to create a, a full brand. Uh, you have to, you know, be driving traffic to many different um, spots. You know, it might not just be Amazon centric. It could be your own Shopify, Walmart, you know, everywhere else. Uh, so there's a lot that's I think changed in this space, which, which brings us to what we're going to talk about. Like, if you're going to start right now, if you're going to launch in, in 2022, there's different tactics that you need to take than sort of what we did. And so we can, we can talk, we can talk a little bit uh, more on that. What, what are you seeing for, for anyone who's starting right now? What, what sort of steps do they need to take now to be successful in 2022? Yeah, I think at a high level, you know, it is harder to launch right now and be successful on Amazon. But that was the same story that we were hearing when we started in 2014, right? Sure. It, was always, it was always easier before, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. Uh, but what, what, I, what I need to caveat that with, and it's a similar story to when we launched, is you know, the e-commerce the e landscape is growing off the charts, right? And, and we've still got so much growth and so much ahead of us that even though it becomes harder in, in a lot of ways, there's still massive opportunity that's still growing and growing more. It's just about your understanding of the marketplaces, understanding of what people are doing and how you apply that knowledge, right? It, it, it's the same thing. So, um, you know, going into, into, into the new year, into, into 2022, yes, I, I think um, before the, the focus was, 
hey, how do I get a product live on Amazon? That's my goal, you know, get get live. Um, and then we just kind of roll with it from there, right? Whereas now I think I think even with the amount of education that's out there, I think you've got to you've got to plan your journey at least a year out from your launch, right? So that you know, you know, you know when you go live, I can't take my foot off the gas. I've got to keep applying it and I've got to apply it in this way and structurally build um to a place where where I've got a super consistent business that I've grown and taken those key steps beyond beyond just the the, the, the initial launch. Cause I think back in those days, you know, Amazon was looking for new products. Hey, great, you live, we'll support you, we'll go there. Now, you know, they they especially in .com, they're much more picky. Hey, yes, you've got a great product, you live, but are you staying in stock? You know, what are, what are you doing? Are you, you know, are you brand registered? Have you built your trademark? You know, all of these kind of steps to show that you are a valid business that needs support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you need to plan uh, beyond just your initial launch and, and understand what that roadmap looks like. So that's that's number one. I would say on top of that, that, that it's really important um, especially for the, the guys who are looking to launch is, is not to get over, overwhelmed by that process, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that kind of fundamental balance between educating yourself so much and thinking it through so much that um, you're thinking too far down the road and you're putting obstacles in your way to, to, to taking action, right? Versus understanding what that roadmap is, maybe planning it out to a degree, but then really focusing on what it is you actually have to do right now and not worrying about what comes down down the road. I, I kind of call it a milestone approach. Um, and that's really important. Uh, it's probably the best skill that I learned when, when launching on Amazon, which is how to just focus on your immediate task right now and not worry about what's going to come out the, down the road. So um, that that's the approach, I would say, uh, going into 2022. Um, and then there's there's obviously ways of how do you look for products um, and, and again, tapping into that new opportunity, the new areas um, that, that are just coming about because the market is becoming more and more seasoned, right? And, and I think that's that's something we can talk about too. So uh, product research is like the the main focus when, when you launch on Amazon. Like if you get the wrong product, uh, you could think this is all a scam and you'll just not, you'll just, you'll quit. Uh, but, but there's tools out there and you're just one of them that focus on helping sellers find their next product to launch. There's also a, uh, I'll just put up like a black cloud in the space that people say don't use uh, software to find uh, products because they're all doing the same thing. They're just presenting it differently. Why is it important? Why, why is it important to use a software to find a product? What, what does that do for you when you use a product, when you use a software to find your potential next product? Yeah. I, you know, I, I always say this, like um, using software is at most 50% of the of, of, of your solution, right? The other 50% is what do you do with that information? What is your what is your business security, your, your entrepreneurial smarts? How do you take that as a softer skill and say, okay, I have the data. Now what do I do with it? You know, what are the decisions I, I make, right? So it's always 50% of the solution or 50% of the equation, what, whatever we say, right? But absolutely, fundamentally, you need data um to give you that baseline so you you can you can make informed decisions right and, and and that's what data does especially in amazon.com i mean if you're looking for a product on on amazon.com you need data to be able to kind of peel back the layers to find very specific niches um that still have opportunity uh for for new sellers who, who maybe don't have as much capital like those, those opportunities are there but you have to understand if we take a niche or, or a market what are some key uh, breakdowns of that data so that I can say, okay, this is worthwhile going after. And I'm going to spend my next six months focusing on how to make this better, using my entrepreneurial smarts, my my, my business savviness to make this insane, amazing product. Um, but I base it on like a, a quality platform of data so that I don't waste my time six months down the road and go like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, did I, right. So so that's the, that's the purpose of data. And and again, it, it's it's kind of coupling that with with the 80-20 rule, right? Um, it's so easy in this business as Amazon to, to get the naysayers or to get someone who just like starts picking on like the little 20% of like, you know, hey, you know, Amazon's too expensive to get into or, you know, it's so competitive. Whereas like you have to, as an entrepreneur, flip that and think about the 80% of what is the big opportunity that's out there. And, and it's the same thing with data. Yes, you know, some data is similar across different platforms. You know, some of them are estimations on, on, on certain pieces, but you know, if something's estimating 50,000 50, 50, a month, but the actual number is 51,000 a month, 
is it wrong or is it right? It's it's right. It's giving you the right guideline, right? So so it's all of those kind of things that you constantly have to battle with with with, with people on to to get them to change their mindset into into focusing on what are the impactful things to be an entrepreneur. Um, and um, absolutely, data as a baseline is is critical, and 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 making sure that we 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 present it with with in a relevant way, so that you you're making a decision on the right stuff. That that's that's the critical piece about uh, various different softwares. I agree. I think you could do this if you don't if you do this in the dark and you don't know really what you're doing, and you just pick a product and you launch it. If you don't have the right data, you're kind of just going blindly mm-hmm. uh, and not really knowing what you're doing. But you did mention earlier about. Uh, just getting into the space, just do something because there's really no roadmap, right? There's steps that we all take along the way, you know, listing creation, photos and all that. But like what you guys are going to experience is going to be different than what I experience, and what mm-hmm. you experience, I'm I may not experience. So mm-hmm. just getting in there and, and and launching a product, why is that? I mean, what's that? What's that important for? What does that do? Because a lot of us get analysis by paralysis, right? Like we mm-hmm. or paralysis by analysis, whatever that saying is, but you just, <laughs> you just, you look at the data, you listen to podcasts, you watch videos and you just never, never do it. In your experience, what have you seen there? You know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. And, and if I take myself back maybe 12, 13 years, and I'm sure you guys had, had similar thoughts in, in your, in your business journey or, or your, you know, kind of how you, how you're building your career. But I always remember back in that when I had entrepreneurial FOMO, you know, I was just like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, I was looking at people who are my age, who are making millions of dollars or, or whatever. And I'm like, this guy is so stupid. How the hell does he create such an amazing business? You know, like this guy hasn't, yeah, doesn't, I mean, I speak to him, he, he can't, you know, whatever, you know, you, you, you kind of have that philosophy and you're like, how the hell does this guy do so well when he just doesn't have like, he doesn't seem like a smart guy. Or he doesn't have the street smarts. He doesn't have right. yeah. like, what the hell's going on. And, and what, you know, you're like, what did they have that I didn't have? And, and sometimes it's, it's because you, you educate yourself, but you overanalyze it. Right. And, and it's that when I started my, my Amazon journey, you know, I came from an advertising marketing background. I was like, great. You know, he has my marketing plan. I've put together this business plan. Cause everyone's like, well, if you're going to do something, you have to have a business plan. And so I'm like, I'm like planning for like my Facebook advertising and this and that and like all these things like a year after I would even launch a product, you know, and you get overwhelmed in a second, right? And 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 that's the balance between having a, an overall plan, but understanding that the, the, the best thing you can do for your success is just to take actionable steps and be consistent in your action. Um, no matter what, if you if you fail, you learn or whatever, you need to take actionable steps, right? So that, that was my biggest kind of a... a stumbling block is I wasn't, you know, I had to unlearn the process of thinking too far ahead and just go, Hey, I've kind of planned that out, but here's my, here's my roadmap next 10 months. Right now, all I need to do is I need this week. I have to pick a product. If I don't pick a product this week, all that other stuff's not going to happen. So you really focus in on taking that step. And if you don't achieve it that week, what do you do to, to get that done and and get it achieved? Mm So I think that's, that's, that's the, um, the balance that, that, uh, we need to look like, and yes, absolutely. Uh, the best way to, to, to get your success there is to get something live on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I say that with, a, with, with, with a, again, with, with a, a pinch of salt there, because I've also seen a lot of people who, who aren't sure how to create a, a business. Maybe they haven't educated themselves well enough in the Amazon space and they just want to get something live on Amazon and they do that. And they learn a whole bunch by getting live on Amazon, which is great but it's not really a successful product and, and they kind of like labor on with it for the next six months. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. if you had just done your homework up front better, you might've launched something that would have been way more success. So there's always a balance, right? You've got to, mm-hmm. at, at, yes, you have to get live, but you need to be curious. You need to consume education and you need to use that um, to, to, to make decisions. Um, so, yeah, I, I think one, one last thing, just coming back to your point on data. Um, it's absolutely true. Even to, to your Amazon business, but even to Zonguru is it's an emotional ride, right? As a CEO or an owner of a business, there's, there's certain specific decisions you have to make, which are massively emotional. Should I kill this product today? Because, um, you know, I'm not doing well. Um, but you, you've invested all your blood, sweat and tears into that product, right? Um, you know, should I go into this marketplace? How do I scale my brand and everything, no matter what, whether it's software or, or literally taking a pen and putting it on paper, everything boils down to numbers and that helps to take the emotion out is if you've got to put your numbers down 
um, and, and ensure that that makes sense. And so when you're launching a product on Amazon, looking at the data from, from software, they can give you the confidence to go, hey, you know what? I'm not going to just buy 100 units and just test this on Amazon because that's an easy way out sometimes. And, you know, people do that. But like, hey, I'm actually going to buy 2,000 units and I'm going to go all in right now. And I've got a plan because I know this thing is going to be a hit. That's the difference of, of what, uh, you know, looking at the data can help take that emotion out and make sure you're making a decision uh, based on, on, on kind of an accurate uh, assessment of, of the, the market opportunity. Mm, so I, I got, I want to add some real quick to this. Yeah. So uh, using like tools to do product research, uh, I, I just want to see something with no pictures and no, <laughs> no words. Just give me the data and then I'll make my decision on what product I want to launch based on the data. Because from my perspective, when I see the photos there and I see the keywords, that immediately triggers like an emotion to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you start to like say, well, I can make this work, right? Because I can I can make this product work. But the data is right there in front of you. I almost want to like hide all photos, hide <laughs> all keywords and show me just the raw data and then go from there. And then whatever I get, that's that's what we're going after because the data is right <laughs> yeah, there. So. It's totally true. Like one of the one of the things that we try and teach some of our, our, our newbies who are launching is um, is to step the process, right? It's like, you know, yes, there's a, a really important aspect of looking at the images, right? But that's really about differentiation, which comes later on in your process of decision-making. So I always try and like get them to do a, a simple Excel sheet and go, hey, you know, this week, just pick 20 products based on the data, like these three data points. Pick, don't, don't even think further than that. Just put them down on a sheet. Okay, now you have 20 products based on data right now I come back and now filter that based on this other data point or this piece and then maybe by the fourth time it's like okay now you have four products that are here which one would you go with and that's where imagery differentiation or that aspect comes into so it's it's absolutely I agree you know like it's a step process like, um, I like that yeah. yeah I like that too and I like those are little like those that's an action that you can take every day that's that's sure. and it, I, was, I want to go back to what you were talking about before uh, the, there was a podcast that I was listening to when I first started uh, my journey. It was uh, The Amazing Seller. Scott Volker was the guy. And he ended every podcast with take action. Like that that was his. Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because we'll have, we'll have conversations with people that are looking and researching uh, ad automation software like Solozo. And they haven't even picked a product yet. And yeah. like you you don't need to even have any concern about how the automation process of advertising works until you're much, much further down the road. So like, I think it's interesting that you, you get that middle ground. I, I think though, to, to keep moving forward in this conversation is the, the struggle people have when they launch a new product is they don't have all the data that like you could provide that if they've done their research, right. And then they end up finding themselves in an ultra competitive niche with they're competing with 500 other sellers of the exact same product who are all dropping their price, like a race to the bottom on price point. And they didn't plan or realize that they, oh, we need thousands and thousands of dollars in our ad budget, you know, to even make this a success. That's where the planning part highlights itself. It's like you didn't prepare properly for this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to add to that, I, I think typically in those situations, they have all the data, but they, they haven't educated themselves in the right way to, to make to make the right decisions. Right. It's the decision part of what, what do you do with the data? So, so that's fundamentally where where and, and, and a lot of that is sometimes to do with personality, because, you know, it, it, some personalities are like, hey, I, I get this idea of building a brand, a long play to to building something that's going to give me delayed gratification in two three years time right versus someone who's like i want instant gratification right now i see this trend i think i can make a million bucks i can take the easy way right now yeah i'll use whatever way to 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 get there um and, and those are the people that find themselves in 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 a in a bad situation and and if there's any lesson to take out of this if you can figure out how to plan for and get delayed gratification in any aspect of your life you're onto something great you know because <laughs> that's 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 the way to to plan your life and to plan your business is um understand that the the gratification is going to come down the road and that that you know amazon the, the the gratification is probably two and a half years out probably when you sell that business that first business right. Right? so so that's what you got to plan for but that in the in a lifespan is just a drop in the ocean so um 
Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, hopefully I was answering the question. I think I was my, my mind was going, yeah. going somewhere else, but I've answered it. Well, let's let's go a little bit on the scaling side. Like, uh, like so, we got a product we're live. We all got products. How do you know when to launch a new one? How do you know when it's time to, you know, go to a different product? What, what kind of things, in your opinion, do you need to look at as a seller before you launch that new product or an additional product? Yeah. Um, there's so many ways to to to, to tackle that. I, I would say when someone's picking a product, just to go to that for a second, one of the first things, if people are looking at two different products, the very first question I'll ask them is like, well, who's your supplier and what else do they have in their in their in their pipeline that you could launch on Amazon, right? Because that's that's the trickiest thing is finding a great supplier and launching additional products. And if you can go to someone, I mean, furniture is like a great example. Hey, I went and I launched um, you know, uh, a hat stand. And then after that, I launched a coat stand and then I launched like a rack on the wall, but they have all of those products. So it's just a matter of, of kind of executing with that partner and getting more, more live. Right. So that's, that's one really easy way to, to success is working with the same partner and launching, uh, additional products. Um, but I think in terms of when do you scale and how do you scale? I, th I think number one, you have to have consistent success with, with your current product or if not drop that. Right. So let's say, um, you know, I would say if you're getting into a position where with one product, um, you know, you're, you're starting to see consistent numbers, um, you know, you, you, you've you got enough uh, uh, kind of cash to continue to fuel that brand. And then you, you can you, you start with a second product and a third product. I think I think that's the first step, right, is staying in your marketplace and then and then launching two or three or four products. One, that's obviously going to help you scale. But two, it's also diversifying your risk, right? If one product goes mm -hmm. down, you have other ones there that you can rely on. So, uh, you know, I would say um, that's one one part in, in that process. I think there's also the ability to bring in a, a second supplier or manufacturer. You know, that's that's an important uh, milestone. Um, and then I think it's probably about like hiring your first couple of VAs to really start to run parts of your business, whether it's working with, you know, um, an agency or, or, you know, someone who's just running your, your PPC with Solozo, whatever those are, those, there's, there's different steps to kind of, hitting the scale of your business um and then probably the step after that is maybe looking at another marketplace because marketplaces give you scale but it brings you a whole bunch of other problems that if you if you're not um truly entrenched in your amazon business or or have some people to really focus on key things like inventory etc um you know you might be doing that too soon so you've got to you've got to step that out um and and just make sure that you are, are consistent in the way you scale um and not not moving too quickly I love that first step, the additional products from the same supplier. Uh, why is that important? Because I, I, I don't know, we know, but like in your opinion, why would you not want to go to another supplier? Why is it, why stay with one supplier the whole time? Well, not the whole time. I guess stay with that yeah. supplier to get additional products. Well, I just applied it to, to my own experience, right? Is like you, you, you spend all that time and effort finding a, a supplier, a good manufacturer, you launch your product. Um, you start doing well with that and you have a focus on trying to grow that that brand but um you know it's it's you don't want to take your foot off the gas in terms of starting to find the next product and and, and lining your pipeline um and again it's just like what is the the quickest way to get there in the most efficient way without without obstacles in your way finding another really good supplier um is a process and that's an obstacle in your way so if you can find a supplier who's like great i've got a relationship with you already Yes, let's do another product. I know you're doing well with the first one. Let's do the second one. You know, it, it just gets you further along the path just to creating a scalable business. So um, it, it just helps the momentum to continue. I love that. I think we forget that sometimes because you hit right on the head there. Trying to build a new relationship with a supplier, getting new samples, learning their lingo, like learning like the terms. That is a process. But if yeah. you've already got it dialed in with one, it's just rinse and repeat. Just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just and, and one note on that, but just just understand that with your manufacturer, especially if it's if it's based in China, they're going to give you a horrible price for the first time you 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 order stock from them, right? And just know they're going to do that, but don't corner them where it makes them sound like they they lied if if they gave you a horrible price because you know that you're going to get improvements on that. So just make sure they understand, like, hey, you know, I know this is the first price. Yes, we're going to go with this, but hopefully we can negotiate down the road. Give them an out so they don't feel like they're, they're cornered where they can't actually come on and say, hey, we're going to give you a better price because that's happened to me a few times. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah.
Yeah, you, you hear stories people talking, uh, you know, like hard negotiating with a supplier on like their first order. That's not even very, that's like below the minimum order quantity anyway, you know, and it's like, they don't know you yet. I mean, if you just order it, start selling it, the relationship's going to get better as you sell it, and the price is for sure going to come down. That's a really good point. I think that's a stumbling block for a lot of people. Is they yeah, and also, and also flipping that, like I, I've told people as well, like, why, why go to your, your brand new manufacturer who you don't know and feel like you're the king and you can demand whatever, grind them on price, um, yeah. when they've got a thousand other awesome <laughs> suppliers and they're just trying to do you a solid and do you a favor because they, they, you know, they, they think maybe you have potential. But why don't you flip that around on them and be like, okay, you're going to charge me one buck for this, for this product. What happens if I give you $1.50? What else can you guys do for me to make this amazing, right? And, and I'll give you a little bit more. I know we're just starting, but what else can you do? And it blows their minds. I'll come back to you with 10 other different ideas of like how the, you can improve your product for that price. It might make the difference between being a great product or, or a mediocre product, right? So um, it's a long-term relationship there. So so just tell them you'll give them more money and see what, see what they come back with. And, and you'll, you'll Now that, that's a great tip. Uh, yeah. And I like how I'll, I'll test that out next time I have a conversation because that, that's how they know they're making these products. They know like the, the research and development that's going on and like product improvements. Uh, so you could, if you did that strategy, come out with like the next best thing, the new iteration of it. Hmm. Yeah. And especially uh, coming out of if China is your, your manufacturers, just culturally they're you know, they're not necessarily always proactive with like, Hey, the, the latest and greatest, you have to ask. You know, mm -hmm. if you ask, you don't get. And, and it's the same thing as like when you look at their catalog, you're like, hey, great. You know, if you don't say, hey, what's the latest, greatest coming up? What do you have that's not on the catalog? As soon as you say it, they have another 10,000 things that you could be looking at. You know, so you've got to ask and, and you'll you'll be really um, very pleasantly surprised by, by how much they know and how much they can help you to be better. So let's talk now about the steps that you are the the data inputs that you're looking for when you're researching new products. So when you're trying to find like a niche, because the goal of what I'm hearing from you is the goal is to find a niche that has shoppers, but is not, but there's still opportunity to provide that product to them. It's not oversaturated or, or anything like that. So when you're going through your data points, what are the, what are the things that you're looking for to find the ideal product? It means like keyword search volume, sales velocity of, you know, of, competing products number of competing products where do you find what what metrics create the perfect environment yeah you know so when we looked at solving this originally we were like okay well what from a business perspective what are the things we need to know to make a decision right and and it, it kind of boils down to four main points one is is there is there volume is there demand for the for this type of category right because if we're on amazon we want to make sure that people are searching at a keyword level. They're kind of searching for this kind of product. So number one is like, how much demand is there? Too much, little, you know, that, that's the first question. Now there's a bunch of data points that go into figuring out how much demand. That's obviously search volume, keywords, uh, depth of keywords, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, revenue sales. You know, there's a whole bunch that, that, that kind of go into demand. So that's, that's the first one. The second one is, um, uh, is kind of, a, um, you know, capital how much oh, sorry competitions I, I would say competition is next right so how much competition is there a lot little you know what does that look like again that's that's going to be key data points like how many ebc are, are in there how much are they spending on on uh on ppc um what's the depth of of the sales for for products in 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 you know around the competitive area um you know reviews season uh, you know how long they've been on on Amazon, how seasoned are the listings? There's a whole bunch that go into that, right? But at, at a high level, it's like, what is the competition like? The third one is around uh, budgets. How, how much how much capital do I need to launch a product? And that goes into play. It goes into um, sales velocity. You know, like how many sales do I need to do on a on a on a daily basis to be able to compete on on page one, right? Because page one is what we're going for on specific keywords. So sales velocity, dollars from keyword. There's a whole bunch that go into um you know that that kind of launch budgets and saying hey do i need a hundred thousand dollars to be able to compete on page one or or do i need ten thousand dollars right so what is your your balance there um and then the fourth one is margin how much how much margin mm -hmm. is going to be left over at the end of the day so i can truly build a scalable business um you know if if i'm selling something for two dollars and i end up with 10 cents is that 
okay, fine. I might be at a good profit on 10 cents. Let's say it's, it's just whatever, 30 cents, right? Or 60 cents on $2. So yeah, I might, might have uh, a 30% margin, but have I got enough sales velocity? Is there so much sales that I can actually create a, a decent amount of, of, of money at the end of the day that I can invest back into grow the business, right? So, so that balance between, uh, we call it kind of revenue, revenue and profitability, which is like, can I actually build a, a business that I can truly scale? Uh, comes into play, um, uh, you know, or, or is it is it a price point of sixty dollars and I make twenty percent on that? We now really got like some meat left over that I can truly use to scale our business. So those are the fundamentally the four things we, we have a thing called the niche rater, which will give you um, you know a rating on on all of those. And there's hundreds of data points that go into that um, listing scores. There's a whole bunch, but at the end of the day, if if I can balance those out, and and some of them I might want to take, you know, for launch budget, I might want to go a little higher. Some mm -hmm. might want to scale down, but it's kind of like understanding fundamentally what are the core data points across this and then say, yes, I'm, I'm interested in going into this market or, or not. Um, and then again, the, the fifth data point on that is differentiation, which is the, the most important of all, right? But it is the fifth. It is the last. You have to have those data points first. And that's where your softer business skills come in is like, how do I differentiate that? How do I differentiate importantly with, without overcapitalizing um, the product where I'm just I've put in so much of my cost of goods that I'm outpricing myself. So there's a lot that goes into that differentiation, but that is the fifth point um, in order to be successful. So that's kind of how we look at it. You mentioned one tool already, NitRader, just briefly there, uh, but you have a whole suite of tools inside Zonguru. Uh, in your opinion, you know, you're the CEO of the company. What, which one of these, which one of these tools is like the one you hang your hat on? Like, yes, this is what makes us, different from all the other tools out there. This is our main bread and butter uh, option inside Zaguru. Yeah, um, it, it, it becomes tough sometimes because you have such such a diverse set of, of tools. Um, but I would say that anybody who's a seller who uses Zaguru, uh, the, the, the consistent feedback we get is, you know, you guys show your data in such a more relevant way that we see opportunity on Zonguru that we don't see with other tools, right? And, and that's probably the best feedback we can get. And I think what that boils down to is 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 consuming the data, but then uh, filtering that for relevancy because there's so many data points out that we need to make sure it's relevant and then visualizing in a way that makes it simple to make a decision. Our niche radar and our niche tool is absolutely hands down the best in the space. And it's also because we base it on a, on a keyword approach, which is important. But if I had to hang my hat on a tool, it would be our, our tool called Keywords on Fire. It's our keyword tool. Um, and our listing optimization tool that, that goes with that. Um, you know, we, we constantly get feedback. It's best in class. And I think it's, it's again, it's like we approached creating that tool with the idea of, of context, right? Um, and context is so important on, in anything, but especially on Amazon, which is it's not just like, hey, here's the search volume uh, for this keyword, right? You put in your listing, but it's like, if there's a lot of search volume, you know, right? You know, how many how many competitors are, are focused on that keyword? How many competitors in your data set are not focused on that keyword? If we go a little bit deeper, are there keywords that maybe have a little less volume or search volume, but are way less um, com uh, competitive? There's not a high high level of competition. Could you focus in on that to really beat your competition? So, you know, in our tool set for keywords on fire, we we give that contextual view, which is like he has the best, most relevant keywords. He has a whole bunch of data points, but you also look at competition context. Where are they focusing? Where are they they're not focusing? What are the keywords we should really create a launch strategy around um, that we can add PVC to or whatever that we can truly win on? Um, and then and then putting that into your listing optimization tool, which is, you know, we were the first of anyone in the space to, to give you context of like, how does your listing with the best keywords uh, compare to your top 10 competitors? You know, where are they optimizing for? How do you beat them? How do you... How do you walk out at the end of this and say, I have the best optimized listing on page one for, for my product? And, and with our tool, we can do that. So um, that tool in itself is, is one that we, we truly showcases kind of the, 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 the intellectual smarts of, of our team in the developer side and product side and, and what they can do for you um, on your listing. Dustin and I got an account. We have our onboarding slash demo call, I guess, uh, tomorrow. So we're excited to dig in it. Going a little bit further, what do you see for Zonkuru? What, what's like a what's a new feature or something that you can kind of tease here that's coming out in 2022 later this year? 
Yeah, I think I think um, you know part part of our our kind of roadmap is 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 you know as the marketplace becomes more and more sophisticated and seasoned, I would say, um, you know, and with Zonguru being a, around as long as it, it it has been, we have a huge data set of data, and it's and it's about how do we how do we use that data to visualize it in in different ways, and and I think. One of the, the the great things is is kind of reporting, right? And 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 looking at niches and 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 tre- and and trend projecting, right? I think I think that's that's a little bit more of a sophisticated user, but but that's certainly um, an area that that we're looking at. Um, that's that's on the horizon. I think um, you know more improved tools. There's only a certain you know there's certain um, kind of pivotal areas of your business as an Amazon seller that you need solved and, and we solve them uh, as an all in one, one tool set, but always going back and improving that and seeing how we can make them better and better is, is, is definitely a focus for us. Um, and then uh, further market integration, you know, we, we, we're now, as I said, integrated with those core markets, Europe, uh, <clears throat> Australia, India, um, and uh, North America and, and being able to see uh, the data points across those marketplaces and what we can do with that is 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 pretty cool because I think, you know, that idea of saying, hey, you know, only the only marketplace to launch in is Amazon.com is is past right. There's, there's so much opportunity in some of these new marketplaces, and that's what's awesome about Amazon is like they're going into these new marketplaces, but they are demons at like literally crushing any competition from a retail e-commerce perspective because they launch Amazon Prime. They're building these distribution networks and no one can compete. They just completely, you know, they go in there and they dominate that marketplace. Um, and that's what they're doing, especially like Australia, now India, um, you know, the UAE. There's, there's all these new markets. What's really cool about that is that they are viable because of the shift to e-commerce. Like there's genuinely seven-figure and multi-seven-figure businesses in those markets right now that are just absolutely crushing it. We've got people on our team that just launched in Amazon Australia and they're like, this is like, this is like going back to 2016. It's so easy, you know, and, and I launched a product in this way and uh, I made a couple of mistakes, but I'm still the number one bestseller in this, in this product category and I'm just crushing it. And, and my product on amazon.com is way more competitive, um, you know, and, and even there I'm finding I have to put in a lot more effort to do as well as I'm doing in these markets. So there's, there's major opportunity on some of those markets, um, and for those people who are listening, I think that question up front of like, which is the right marketplace to launch in? How do I use the niche rate or whatever to figure out what is the right market for this type of product to go into? There's a lot more data points and, and decisions to be made there. And it's easier to go into mm-hmm. other marketplaces than ever, right? So so I think that's something uh, worth worth looking at. So many people right now are like, oh yeah, Walmart, you know, that's the, the flavor of the week. Let's get into that. But it's like, you know, you know, Amazon, there's many markets out there. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity in some of those marketplaces. So, so look at that as well. I love it. And just, I, I think to note, cause it goes back to the way we started this conversation. Um, yeah, you can do product research, uh, on your own. I mean, it's no, there's, you can go out there and just start, start look around, see if there's something you want to sell, but without software and without the tools and with all, all, all that knowledge, how are you going to find out search volume? How are you going to find out how many competitors, how are you going to find out how much they're, the, how much revenue is coming in to to validate your idea and i think that's the whole point of this your is this you're finding things and validating them before launching so that you can take as low risk as possible um with with the amount of knowledge you have and i, I encourage everyone if they if you're not using anything or if you want to try something else out go go try out zon guru right now man i'm i'm excited to be started using it i'm super pumped uh, you don't know this yet, but we're going to do a product launch video series and uh, we're bringing you on to help us pick the product. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we're making that decision for you. You're coming on. You're joining us. Uh, it'll nice. be a lot of fun. Um, so how can anybody out there, if they want to try Zonguru, what are the, what steps do they need to take? Look, I think, I think the first thing is, is yeah, obviously a free trial, sign up, check it out. I mean, I, I think, um, and, and actually I think there's a, a Black Friday special on right now, so you can get in at, at a pretty low cost for your first month just to try it out and see the tools that, that you like. Um, there's, you know, we, we've done a pretty good job on on helping to provide some of that education and that training around uh, your business. We have, once you sign up with Zonguru, we have weekly live training sessions with, with our trainers who are sellers 
covering wow. any topic, you can talk to them. Um, there's there's massive resources there. We have challenges, product research challenges. Again, um, going to that point of saying, hey, what is the incremental one thing I need to do today over the next few days um, <laughs> rather than trying to do it all at once? Like we really break it down for you just to help you get that momentum. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff there uh, that once you sign up, you'll get access to um, and support will help you and, and give you all the training around it. So that's what I would say is the best way is just literally sign up and within that seven days, um, you know, get access to that training um, and check it out and then, and then make your decision from there. But, um, you know, that that's the best way. Again, if you go to our blog or if you go to uh, our Instagram channel, there's, there's plenty of good value that we provide there to, to help you with your journey. At the end of the day, we, we, we're obviously passionate about helping sellers. So um, I think you'll you'll see that uh, in addition to to the tools, um, because tools, again, are uh, anybody who's not successful on Amazon. It's not because the data they relied on the data because the data is a guide. It's it's that they didn't necessarily uh, have the right kind of education or they made some mistakes in, in applying that data to their decisions. So um, we give the data, but we also give the education around that to make sure that you're making the right decisions with you, with the data. That's that's really important. Sounds like a no-brainer. Uh, everyone who's listening, you'd go to zonguru.com and uh, get started with that free trial. Um, John, thanks so much for coming on. We'll, we'll do this again. There's so for much sure. to talk about. Uh, we're very excited about getting into the tool uh, and using it. Uh, I really like what I see. The badges, that's that's cool. So it's like, I mean, it's almost like a, it, taking them down. That's a good way to track to actionable steps. Earn your badge. Uh, yeah. for the next thing. I like that. Um, so yeah, everyone go check out Zonguru. Um, and we'll have John back on again to talk about all the new stuff that's happening in the space. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you like content like this, if you like to be able to listen in and hear cool, amazing people like John talk about what's coming down the pipe in the e-commerce space, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can also see the live streams on Solozo's Facebook page, Solozo's YouTube channel, and our LinkedIn page. So you can uh, like those on, like those pages as well. Turn on notifications so you get notified when we go live. And also, if you are struggling with your PPC on Amazon or you would like to have help with it or automate that process, we are here for you. You can go to solozo.com and you can book a demo. You'll get either Chris or myself. We'll talk to you about anything you want. And we'll also show you how Solozo can help automate your strategy for PPC for success on your next product launch. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, John. We will see you all next time. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.